day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I welcome you home, friends, truly home, to the sanctuary here at Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us for the first time or joining us here in this room or joining us from home, we welcome you. It is a delight to be worshiping with you this day. I want to make a quick note that our worship leaders will be removing their masks briefly while they speak today, but we are asking that everyone here in the sanctuary please keep yours on at all times. You will notice I put mine back on as soon as I am done, and Alex and Molly will be doing the same throughout our worship today. Please keep it on, covering both your mouth and your nose at all times. This is in an effort to keep you safe as well as to keep our congregation and community safe as well. So we appreciate your help with that. Those of you at home don't have to rely on that quite so much today. But we are overjoyed to be worshiping back in our sanctuary today. Today we continue our journey in scripture, exploring the unexpectedness of our God. God is always, always at work in unexpected ways, through unexpected people, unexpected circumstances, and always pushing the boundaries of what we've come to expect in our world. As we continue to journey as God's people in this unexpected season, let us prepare our hearts for the worship of God. Let us worship God together. Please turn to your bulletin and join me in the responsive call to worship. Come, all you whose souls thirst for the living God. We come in search of help and hope. Come, you who are acquainted with grief or oppression. We come bearing our doubts, our wounds, and our fears. Come, you who are in need of good news. We come in search of joy, truth, and light. Come and find refuge in God, your rock. Let us again praise the one who is our help and our hope. Let us worship God together. Friends, whether by screen or in person, we come to recognize God's presence in our lives. We bear all that we are and search for God in our midst. So let us continue that bearing and that searching together as we confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. Merciful God, it's easy to imagine your presence in grand sanctuaries and fancy liturgy. It's easy to imagine your presence in magnificent hymns and joyful singing. It's harder to imagine your presence in the mundane rhythms of this pandemic life. It's harder to imagine your presence when there are so many rules and masks cover our faces and we're not even permitted to shake hands, much less hug one another. And yet, oh God, there are no limits to where your presence can be felt. There are no rules that confine you to particular places or particular circumstances. In fact, it has always been you 
who leads us out of sanctuaries and into the streets, to the poor and the homeless, the hungry and the afflicted. Forgive us, O God, for assuming we know where to find you. Forgive us, O God, when we fail to see your presence in the mundane and the unexpected. Forgive us, O God, when we assume you won't be present through a mask or through safety precautions we don't like or through a computer screen. Soften our hearts, empower our imaginations, remind us of your constant presence. Friends, Hear the good news of God's love for us. Whether it is in an earthquake or a storm or in the sound of sheer silence, God will say again and again, You are my beloved. Nothing you could ever do will separate you from my love. In the name of Jesus Christ, my friends, let us rest in the assurance of God's love and in the promise that we are God's forgiven people. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. You can laugh. It's okay. This is for my young friends and my young at heart friends who are gathered here today. This is my old friend. Many of you might recognize it if you have been joining us online in worship. I have called it my wilderness friend or my wilderness witness uh, throughout. I've actually got a lot of comments about this wilderness witness throughout these past six months, sometimes asking me if uh, I could change up the flowers and sometimes asking me how in the world I'm getting these flowers to bloom every week all summer long. So, I thought it only appropriate to bring this wilderness witness into our sanctuary. Because if you recall, we created these back in Lent, when we thought the wilderness was only going to last for a few more weeks. And it turns out our wilderness journey has lasted significantly longer. But the part of this that we didn't talk about was the addition of the flowers. We had already separated by that point. They were added on Easter, and they have remained in here ever since. And to me, they were an addition that was most needed because they were a reminder that regardless of the wilderness road we find ourselves traveling, Regardless of how hard it might be, or how frustrated we might be, or how difficult it is to get through every day, God shows up. And these flowers were a reminder that Christ has risen. Even though the darkness was great and it was overwhelming, God showed up. And so, in the midst of our continued journey in the wilderness, this is a reminder to me that we never journey alone, and that in whatever wilderness we find ourselves in, God is going to continue to show up. 
So please pray with me. Dear God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you show up no matter the wilderness we're traveling. Help us to see you in all that we do. Amen. hearts to hear God's word, let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, verses 9b through 14. Today we explore the unexpectedness of God in an encounter that Elijah never saw coming. A unique experience with the divine that was not at all what Elijah or anyone else for that matter would have expected. Together, let us listen for the word of God. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And the, after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left. They are seeking my life. To take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Let us pray. God of our lives, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you. O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I will be the first to admit that I like when God is predictable. I like when God can be found in the very places I expect God to be, the places I need God to be. I prefer when God hasn't gone all rogue on me and instead can still be found at the summit of an eight-mile hike or on the edge of an ocean looking out over the horizon or in my devotions in the morning or a Bible study among friends from church or in a coffee date with a friend I've been desperate to see. I give thanks when God can be found in the liturgy on a Sunday morning or the hymn during communion or in the long-awaited return to a beautiful sanctuary. I love it when God can be found in the very places and people and experiences where I expect God to be. And I think this is why Elijah set out for Mount Horeb that day. His life was a mess. He needed to know God was still there. He needed the assurance God was where he had last left God. He needed a reminder that he was not alone in this world. And he needed to talk to God. And he knew he could count on God to be on Mount Horeb. It was the mountain of God, after all. Now, to be clear, to put this text in a little bit of context, Elijah's life hadn't always been quite such a mess. The prophet gig was not easy, but he'd had a pretty good run, confronting kings, performing miracles, raising people from the dead, calling down lightning from heaven. It wasn't too bad for a few days on the job. But here in chapter 19, we find Elijah absolutely despondent. He is intimidated by his opponents. He is filled with self-doubt. He is complaining that things are not going his way. He is tired. He is fed up. He is ready to give up ministry altogether. And he is perhaps even suicidal in our text. And so Elijah heads for the mountain of God. The place where Elijah knows God will be. The place where he knows he can count on God to be. And he wasn't long on the mountain before the word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah's pretty exasperated in his response. He's complaining how hard this work has become. It's not the most cordial encounter. But remember, Elijah's about ready to throw in the towel. And Elijah is told, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Because God is about to pass by. God is about to show up. So Elijah goes out, and a mighty wind comes sweeping in. Not an ordinary wind. No, this wind is so strong, it is splitting mountains. It is breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. I can imagine Elijah just going out on the edge of that mountain, smile breaking across his face, arms outstretched, ready to receive the power of the Lord. Yes, Lord, 
I knew you would show up. I knew you'd be here. Bring your power. Blow them away. Bring that wind. I am ready. Fill me again with your power. But God was not in the wind. Oh, don't worry, Elijah. Here comes something even better. Here comes an earthquake. It shook the very ground on which Elijah stood. All right, Lord, here we go. Quake that ground. Shake them in their boots. Show up in your mighty ways. I am ready. Let's scare them good. Show me your strength. Fill me with it. Scare them right out of those shoes they're in. But God was not in the earthquake. There it is. Here it comes. I knew it. Okay. No wind, no earthquake, but here comes fire. You remember the fire, right? The fire that spoke to Moses on this same mountain. The fire that protected the Israelites, guided them safely out of Egypt. The fire that God had sent through his prophet Elijah just one chapter earlier. When God wants to make an entrance, God comes in the fire. I am ready, Lord. Your enemies aren't going to like this, but I don't care. Bring back the fire. Show up as I knew you would. Bring it in all your majesty and your power. But God was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he hid his face with fear and trembling. He went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. God had arrived, not in the way he expected, not in the way he would have predicted or perhaps even preferred, but that was precisely the point. On the most predictable mountain, God reminds Elijah there will be nothing predictable about God. It is, in fact, God's unexpected, unpredictableness that Elijah needs to learn to embrace. You know, I can show up in earthquakes. Elijah, you know I can show up in fire, in wind, in thunder, in power. You know I can show up on mountaintops and in, in sunsets and joyful hymns and magnificent sanctuaries. But did you know, did you even consider that I can also show up in the silence? or in the still, small voice that you try to drown away? Did you know that I also show up in the midst of terrifying diagnosis and in every relapse with addiction? Did you know I show up every day in the quiet and lonely confusion of dementia 
And in the heartbreaking days as couples navigate separation, did you know I show up in the grace of a landlord when the rent is late? Or in a quiet kitchen where soup is being lovingly prepared for the hungry by an aging church member who is determined to offer what she can? Did you know, Elijah? Did you know? I mean, sure, I, I can help you show them my power in lightning in raising people from the dead, but do you know how miraculously I can also show up in isolation, in the quiet, through a mask, over your computer? Even if you know it, do you believe it? Are you willing to see it? Because I am in the silence as often as I am in the thunder. I am in the quiet whisper as often as I am in the joyful, booming sound of an organ on a Sunday morning. It may not be where you expect to find me, but let this be a reminder to you. You have no control over where I will or will not be. I am not a God who can be tamed or managed or controlled or put on a shelf for a while or told to hush. I am the God who will show up where you least expect it. Sometimes where you don't even want me to be, and always, always, always where I need to be. So Elijah, do you believe it? Do you believe it? I don't know about you, friends, but I, in my experience, God has shown up far more often when I'm not expecting God than when I have been wanting God to appear. I had no idea God would show up in a 17-year-old kid named Tyler or through a palliative care doctor in those final hours. I had no idea. God would show up through an email asking for help with the rent or through a couple of camping chairs out in our church parking lot. I had no idea God would show up over a computer screen over and over and over these past six months. In fact, if you had asked me six months ago exactly what I thought might inhibit the work of God in our midst, I wouldn't have known what to name but easily could have named now everything that we have endured these past six months. Illness, fear, computers, masks, more computers, the inability to be together, the inability to touch one another, the inability to worship together. And so thanks be to God, friends, God's ways are not our ways. Thanks be to God, we have no control over where God will or will not be. Thanks be to God, God is not deterred by masks or computers or illness or fear or a church building being closed. Thanks be to God, God doesn't sit on the bench of this life. And thanks be to God that as we ease back into this worship ritual here in our sanctuary, we can be assured that yes, God can show up in the wind 
and the earthquake and the fire and the organ and the majesty of a sanctuary and the beauty of a stained glass window. But God is also just as likely to show up in a gentle, quiet whisper. In your waking and your sleeping, over your kitchen table at dinner, on your computer screen this day, in a wilderness witness you take with you, and in the sound, the sound of sheer silence. bulletin and join me as we affirm our faith through the words of a brief statement of faith, a confession of the Presbyterian Church USA. Together let us state what we believe. We trust in God the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in the one body of Christ, the Church. The same Spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture, engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls women and men to lead ministries of the church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of people long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks and to live holy and joyful lives, even as we watch for God's new heaven and new earth, praying, Come, Lord Jesus. For those of you who have been joining us online for worship, this opportunity to pause for prayer in your bulletin will be familiar. For those of you who haven't been a part of worship online during this season, this may feel a bit new. For the next few minutes, we are going to sit in God's presence and take some time for reflection and meditation. We're not going to ask you to talk with your neighbor today, unless, of course, you are doing so in the comfort of your home. But we are, going to either, we are going to ask that you either sit with the three questions in your bulletin and reflect on them as a response to the word read and proclaimed today, or simply sit quietly as Mark plays and reflect on the words of the hymn that are also printed in your bulletin. 
because we cannot yet sing safely together and because we are a congregation worshiping in the sanctuary and from the comfort of home. This is an opportunity for us to be connected by God's presence in this place and in all the places where we are worshiping today. It is a time set aside, a time to rest in the gift of God's Sabbath, a time to reflect on the goodness and grace of God that can be found in the most unexpected of places. So for the next few minutes, let us open our hearts and our minds to the gift of God's presence. Let us pray. Lord of all, God of hosts, we have borne witness today how in your multitude and magnificence you watch upon the dealings of nations and the events of persons, not as a bystander, but intimately entwined with us all. How reassuring it is to know that whether it is in the legends of old or the news of today, you are the canvas from which all things come into being, the silence that gives depth to noise, the foundation from which love builds upon. 
For every crinkled smile, exciting experience, and peaceful moment, we know you are the ultimate cause and reason to give forth our thanks. Word of God, we are like Elijah wrapped under the mantle and peering out of the cave, yearning for you to hear the prayers we have for you this day. We are concerned about the creeping of climate change and yearn for the safety of our siblings on the West Coast who are paralyzed by wildfires. We remember those who have died and grieve with those who mourn the effects of the attacks on September 11th, 2001. And with palms wide open, we bear to you the concerns we have for family members, friends, and ourselves. We seek healing, support, reconciliation, wholeness, and all in your holy name. Spirit of the living God, we reach out our hands to catch a glimpse of your energy and life-sustaining power among us. When we do not find you in the rushing wind or the splitting rocks or blazing fire, we hold on to the hope of your word that you are there. Even in what feels like absence, even the quiet is saturated with your love, your grace, and your peace. So let us heed the call that comes out of that sheer silence and go be your people in this world. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. For those of you here in the sanctuary, I want to remind you to please stay seated until you are dismissed by an usher. The ushers will dismiss you by one of two doors, this one to my left and the one in the back also to my left. Friends, as we go, may we go confidently knowing that, yes, God can be found in fire and wind and earthquakes, but God can also be found in the sound of sheer silence. And so may we go with hearts open to see God when God appears. And friends, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you, be with those you love, be with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen. <laughs>